Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Andrew. I'm Warren. I'm Henry. And I'm Robert. And this is episode yeah. 44. Yeah. Number 44. We did it. Yeah. Hell we didn't yeah. have to restart the podcast again. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> proud of us. I'm so proud. We didn't even talk about it this time. Yeah. There's a, there's a yeah. one take Willie right there, guys. One take Willie? know what's Willy? up now. Is that a thing? One take Willie? One take Willie. Must be a Huntington Beach thing, huh? I know, no, I know that. I know that 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 slogan. Really? Yeah, I understood. How do you yeah. not? How do you not get that, guys? One take, Willie. I don't what know what it means, but I definitely heard it before. Freaking program, dude! There's like one yeah. freak programs. One take, it's like one. Willie Weeks, but one. just record one take, and he one was take. so good that he only needed yeah, one. Yeah, needed one. Take. Oh. Yep, that's probably where it comes from. One take, Willie, dude. I I believe you. Just never heard it before. Thank All you right. for educating me. That's awesome. So Henry, how was your week, dude? What'd you What'd you do this what? week? How was your what week? Did I, uh, um, I just I've been writing again and um, and just kind of playing guitar a lot and getting back into that again. I kind of went through a little bit of like a funk of of not doing that as much. I just I I gotta find it out for all the crazy things that the the world is uh inspiring in me right now and uh that's the best thing i got for it. so i've just been writing and then uh went saw my buddy eric who i used to be in a band with yesterday at the reopened wayfair in costa mesa and so that was cool i saw a bunch of people that i haven't seen in at least six months so yeah nice man. how about you how how Oh, oh, the Wayfair, it's, yeah. it's cool. It's, you know, they're, it's, they keep the capacity low. Um, and you know, people are, it's less crowded and, but it's still the Wayfair. You can go get drinks and shoot pool. And, uh, they have bands playing on the back patio on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. Are which they is, still uh, doing karaoke? No, they're not doing karaoke yet. It's karaoke like an unsanitary thing where you just like burn all your drinks <laughs> in the microphone and then like Probably. hand it to a stranger? Probably. For sure. Karaoke yeah. with a mask, so it's like... we <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So you can only do mumble rap. Somebody that worked there was trying to say they were going to do karaoke in the next couple of weeks and Sean interrupted them and was like, no, 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 we're, no. We don't know when we're doing karaoke again. <laughs> it's such a bummer. Yeah. There's uh, a uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, commenting on the on the karaoke thing. There's a bar in Orange County that I haven't been to in a very, very, very long time, but I heard that they brought karaoke back during all this once they could open up, and one of the KJs got <clears throat> um, coronavirus, and they had to shut down the bar again after opening up. Oh no! And everyone, everyone that we had to be tested and everything. So, oh my God. karaoke doesn't sound like the best idea. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'm also glad that I was not there. Right. Yeah, you need to put like some kind of plastic on it that you like replace every time or something like that. Right. So, it like takes an invention that we haven't invented yet to like just right. all wipe that thing. Yeah, disposable capsule. It is. You need like a just like a giant jug of, of disinfectant wipes. You just bring Strong. your own uh, your own. You know, pop filter, well, windsock. Right. Sell them bring random. Microphone. Yeah, bring your own mic. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to bring your own bike. <laughs> be kind of badass. Sponsored so by like, Sure, the, you know. Or, or it's like sushi where you have you have your stick. You know, people have their their uh, their sushi. Uh, what are they called? Uh, chopsticks on the wall. Like if you're OG, you're like, oh, can you grab my chopsticks on the wall? It's like you go there so many times. You're like, yeah, that mic up there, that's for me. Like, can I get that off the wall for this karaoke session I'm about to throw down? Just add a bunch of Amazon lockers and yeah, every <laughs> yeah. little key. It's like the train yeah. stations in Europe or something. Totally, that'd be fun. Is that sorry? Is that a real thing? Like, there's sushi spots that have their, your own chopsticks yeah. on the wall. Well, like at San Chico and Laguna, if you go there enough, <clears throat> you can have a custom. If you have custom chopsticks, they'll hold them for you at the restaurant. And when you go there, you can go, yeah, those are, and you get them. Wow, that, that's uh, that's next level. Maybe that has changed due to coronavirus stuff. But when I was a kid, I, I went with a, a friend of mine who always got his chopsticks from the sushi chef. I always had the disposable wooden ones, and he looked like a super cool kid, and I was just a lame dude with disposable chopsticks. Damn. What a lame. I hear that, man. So uncultured, yeah. Warren. Using disposable chopsticks. <laughs> Not giving a shit about the environment. Cutting down trees. Yeah. Just for chopsticks. Just for chopsticks. Just for, just for chopsticks. bite-sized pieces of delicious food to put in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, so you, drop, you drop two-thirds of it anyways because it's really hard to use chopsticks. Especially to the, the I disposable sushi. ones. Yeah. I miss sushi so much. It's one of those things that I'm not eating because it's like really hard to just make it home, you know? Yeah. Like I can make a piece of meat at home. And I can make like whatever, like Mexican food or something like that. But when it, I'm like never in a million years going to attempt to make sushi. So we I tried. haven't eaten it in a while. Yeah. We, tried? Did, we did try. It was the same thing. It's like, you know, you can go out, you can get a good burger, but you can also cook a good burger at home. You can go out, you can get really good sushi, but like you can't go home and still kind of make really good sushi. Yeah. You can make like shit. But, you need the yeah. knife, you need, like, the roller, and then the yeah. fish needs to be, like, extra good. And, yeah. like, I yeah. feel like all those sushi people just have relationships with the fish people. Right. They're, like, friends with the big fish. The fish gods. So, yeah, yeah. Big fish. They, they pray at the altar of the fish gods. I like it. Atlantis, or uh, uh, Neptune. <laughs> Is Neptune the yeah, fish so god? What, we got or Poseidon. It would be Poseidon. That's what those, it yeah, those are both... Uh, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Those are different. It depends, different, it depends uh, if you're Greek or Roman, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I can't remember which which. Apparently, Poseidon's Greek. Um, right. But yeah, I miss sushi. I'm. I should go get sushi tomorrow. That sounds like something. Do it. I'm going to do. You can. You can get sushi. Places. Sushi places are open now. That's one thing again I miss, and I would love to. You have to pick them up. Pick up the sushi or have it yeah. get delivered or something. Yeah, I'd rather just eat it there. I'll wait. That's kind of the. I don't really uh, like sushi. That's kind of the whole thing about the sushi places, though. It's the whole vibe, man. It's the whole. I know. You know, you it get is. it out. You get the. You know, like the baked. I love the like the baked lobster roll and stuff. Like those things are so good. Oh yeah. Like one of those, or like, what happens like when you run out of ginger stuff. at home? Like you don't just get more ginger, but when yeah. you run out of ginger there, it's just like bam. Oh yeah. More ginger. I get a, and wasabi. I get ginger root from Imperfect Foods. 
And it's been awesome, man. I've been like putting it in with chicken and with, you know, different veggies and stuff and just like slicing it right off the root. It's been amazing. Nice. Yeah. It's been great. This podcast has just turned into Robert John Reich eats and talks yeah. about food and how fucking fat they are. Yeah. yeah. Except Henry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, Enjoy that metabolism. Which I'm okay with. Ass, bro. Food is delicious. <laughs> it is. You got another like three years on your metabolism. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll kind of. We'll see about that. <laughs> Dude, I had friends in high school who were just super skinny, and then, like, you know, they hit, like, some age, and it just, like, all went away for them. Mm. I, and you know how I know it's going to happen to you? It's because, like, you know, you could see it. I, and I don't mean this in any kind of bad way, but, like, you know, it's always, like, people end up looking like their dads in some way, shape, or form. So I could see uh, your dad and look into your future of how you could possibly, you know, might happen. And, right. Uh, Andrew froze. <clears throat> Not for me. I didn't hear him. Oh. He's a little bit more than looking out for me. Sorry, I don't mean that in any kind of bad way. It's just we always, you know. He was trying uh, to prevent you from presenting me with uncomfortable truths. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I don't mean like, um, you know, it, it might happen. It could be what happens. It's one of those things. You can just eat, uh, you know, like 17 pound burritos without any repercussions. (laughs) Quarterly. Like, I don't just like eat nothing but crap food. Like, I I buy groceries and I cook for myself. I cook, you know, good stuff and I try to eat vegetables and fruits and And drink a lot of water. Never what? You never eat bacon. I don't eat bacon. Or red meat. Or any red meat. That's a good one. Speaking of which. What's everybody drinking? I like it. Um, I, I'm going to go last. Uh, I've got a Modelo, and then I also have a Quarantini on deck. So. <laughs> nice. I'm so drinking uh, the Quarantini. Is, sorry, one more time for people who don't know. Oh, yeah. So the Quarantini is a pint glass uh, filled with ice, and then you pour emergency uh, on top, like the uh, vitamin C powder. And then fill up the glass with vodka. It's a quarantini. They're and really it's, good. It's delicious. We tried one on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, they're, they're very dangerous. And I've been doing it since way before it went viral. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or, did, it, did it go viral? Uh, yeah, it a, yeah. It became a meme. Yeah. It was quarantini. Yeah. It's the second most popular drink for a meme next to the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> Oh man! Oh boy! Well, I'll, uh, I'll go next then. Uh, I am drinking a mango Lacroix. Son of a bitch! Mango. Warren's <laughs> always drinking the next best flavor like the of cutting edge and rubbing edge. it in my. Face. Oh boy! I I don't think this is a new flavor though. I think it's <laughs> regular flavor. I've just uh, never had it before though. I've never had it either. It's really good. I, just, I, could, I, I try to keep up with the Joneses, and you just keep. Showing off your LaCroix. Oh, I have another one in the fridge, too. I'll, I'll save it for next week, though. And I can I can second Warren's uh, how good that is, because I was over at Warren's last week for some reason. I don't even remember why, but... The monitor. Had, oh, the monitor. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter to anybody else. Um, but I had a mango, and it was solid. Great. Now it both of you have had it. And I yeah. haven't had it. Yeah. I'll bring one tomorrow to practice. Don't worry. 
Are you just going to drink it in front of me and not for me any like you did last time? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll bring some extra ones to practice tomorrow. <laughs> I'm um, what drinking got, something. Uh, oh, go ahead, Henry. Go ahead, Henry. Go ahead, Henry. You were already you were talking. You were I'm, talking. I'm go. drinking something out of Bill House. Um, I'm drinking um, tequila tonight. Oh, um, because me and Steve did this stream for this company on Friday. It's called Number Juan Tequila. Oh yeah, dude. And this one is an extra añejo. And I'm never tequila guy when it comes to sipping tequila. Um, I've never been that person. Don't enjoy it. But this stuff is crazy. Uh, I could sit here and drink this stuff all night. Uh, it's so good. I just put it over the rocks, and it's uh, it's it's so good. I've <laughs> never had it before, and I've had plenty of añejo tequilas, like especially Casamigos, and they're, they're fine. But they're, I would never sip them. And uh, this one's really good. So I have that, yeah. and then a, I have a Modelo for afterwards because I'm not going to refill glass because it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Bobby and the I went through. The real test is what does Rachel think of the tequila? <laughs> she hasn't had it yet. Tequila snob. She hasn't had it yet, and there's only this much left. So <laughs> she's she like, better come gonna. home soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah Robert, Robert and I uh, got pretty deep into that bottle on, on Friday night during the stream. It was really, nice. this really, deep. really fun. Yeah, that deep. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah, it's though. It's really good. We're going to play another song. <laughs> it was great. It's yeah. called Tequila. You could go wild on tequila. Because it ain't been tequila. <laughs> I mean, tequila. Yeah. Tired Pretty much what happened, tequila. but we had a good time. Yeah. It's just really good. Number one tequila. It's great. And it's uh, yeah. Ron White. Uh, from uh, the comedian and Alex Ramundo, and also another comedian, and it's their tequila company, and it's pretty damn good. So, yeah. I nice. ordered a I ordered a they, bottle for myself when I got home Friday night. Nice. I, was, I figured I would change it up from a dose of beers. Okay, so this is I'm, super. Wait, weird. wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, Andrew. Oh, hold on, Andrew. Andrew. You want to go last? Why are you yeah, forget go like, about Henry. Well, this is what happens when you guys don't go in order. Robert Why just like cuts the line. And now I don't know what anyone's You're the doing. You don't want to go out of order. I didn't want to go. Oh, I I said that first though. I established that. <laughs> I was, like did the old switcheroo, so I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> Fucking two take Tommy over here. Well, right? I'm sorry, Andrew. Forgive me. Okay, it's the well, tequila. We I'm drink a Coke Nerd, a Chimay. <laughs> oh, okay. Drinking oh. Man Out of Reserve. Yeah. Nice. nice. They had these at my liquor store, and I was like, what? <laughs> you did that good. So but I through the mask, it. it was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And then my eyes went all, boing, 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 yeah. boing. <laughs> and, uh, and I just so happened to have a semi-appropriate glass for it. Nice. Like I was gonna say, yeah, looks like it's yeah, and it's doing the percolating thing with the bubbles going up. So I feel pretty good about my decision. Nice. And uh, I think we all equally love Trappist beers, mm-hmm. and I just love seeing this little Trappist logo on it, official Trappist product or whatever. I only like beer made by monks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this one is, uh, I don't know that I've ever actually had Chimay uh, outside of maybe Manny's house. So it's pretty cool that I was able to find it at the liquor store 
right down the street from where I live in Huntington Beach. And yeah. It's still it old? Yeah. Like in a cold case? That's the, the more rare thing. Mm-hmm. You never find Chimay, like, actually chilled. So the yeah, fact you found that is pretty yeah. awesome. It was in the fridge at the liquor store. Uh, I remember they used to have Chimay at the Piazzas, and I mm-hmm. used to always get it at this view uh, that we used to play out in Long Beach back in the day, which mm-hmm. now I don't know if they're doing live music anymore. Is Mark retired? or I don't know exactly what's happening, but I don't know if they're going to be at it anymore. I think they're keeping the music going. I think Mark just retired. Yeah, so, but I remember getting Chimay. Was it like 30, 33 years or something? He'd been running that place every, every day. All right, Andrew, what are you you getting down with? Okay, so last night, tried an experiment. Now you guys can't see the color of this. It looks kind of crazy, but it's like dark green. And it almost looks black. Like a soda on camera, right? So what I tried to do is I tried to make mint tea. So I put tea leaves in, like, cheesecloth and then boiled a bunch of tea leaves in water. And then it looked like green iced tea. Have you guys ever seen it before where it's, like, pretty clear? Yeah. And it looks, like, light green colored. And I left it in the fridge overnight to get cold. And it turned to this dark, like, basically looks like... Some kind of crazy, uh, like color. I don't know. Like it's still green. It's still green tinted, and I can still kind of see through it. But it is freaking like dark, and it was not this dark when I put it in the fridge yesterday. And That's so, awesome. it tastes like slightly minty, and then like almond milk. Hmm, weird. And That's I cool. have no idea why it took on that other like weird character. Like maybe it just like took all the weird, you know, tastes out of my fridge or something like that. But I'm weirdly determined to drink it right now. Did you make almond milk with the cheesecloth that you used to boil the water in there? No. Oh, okay. I thought it was all the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> it, would have been, it is super weird. I hope I'm not just like, I get super sick after this or something like that. But I'm like, how could I get... It's just like mint leaves yeah. that I boiled in water and put in the fridge. Like, in between those things, like, it, it can't, like, be a crazy thing that grew a bunch of bacteria or something. It's like, one day. And if you boiled it, there well, wouldn't be bacteria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? All the things are, like, lining up to make it, like, why? Yeah. It's just so iced cool. tea, you know? <laughs> that's so cool that it did that. I think that's It's awesome. so weird. That's weird. But it still tastes good, right? It tastes weird. It tastes like <laughs> almond milk. Like, it tastes like minty almond milk. Would you, like, order that at a bar? <laughs> I'll take two. <laughs> two minty almond Hey, two, two minty almond <laughs> milks for me. Uh, okay, I wish you guys could try this because I can't stress enough how much it tastes like almond milk. Like, it's a, like, it doesn't taste like mint anymore. It just tastes like this. You know how almost almond milk almost tastes like water, but, like, with Nutty. a little yeah. more something to it, like it like fills your mouth up in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I'll do, yeah, that's almond milk straight. Almond milk always feels like filmy to me, like it leaves a film in my filmy. mouth. Not yeah, like, it's sort of yeah. like that. Mm. I don't know. Weird motion picture. Just yeah, yeah, it's just a yeah. super cinematic against my gums, just <laughs> rear projecting to the back of my teeth. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Using, Very my, dramatic use, using my tongue as stadium seating and dropping popcorn yeah. on the floor to be yeah. 
cleaned by essential workers. <laughs> All right. All right. Henry, All right. music? Yeah. I yeah. think that's a good segue. And then I'm going to do the classic segue to the next thing. Um, you did such a good segue earlier. I tried to pass the ball to you, and you just called it out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can edit that out in post. (laughs) No, not good. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to jump in there and start editing. No. Uh, No. I I, I intentionally said that so that people would hear it (laughs) when they listen back to this and be like, they didn't edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) And now this is just super meta. I'm going to talk about baby Huey today. What? Oh, yeah. Wait, real uh, quick. Chad Lee said, did you boil the mint with the stems, Andrew? Because that could leave a vegetable flavor that may be turned almondy. No. Oh. I, nope. It was just the leaves, <laughs> and the leaves were cut up. Oh, we're back to this. There is no leaf residue in the actual tea. Yeah. <laughs> and it was normal, like, mint tea or mint that you would use in anything else. It was kind of old, though. And that's why we made tea with it. It's, it wasn't like fresh. It was like a little wilty. Hmm. And so we took a little wilty tea. Well, for tea. a second right. chance at a great segue, Henry. We'll solve the mystery of the almond milk mint tea. Try it out. Minty. Mint tea. Sorry, Henry. Minty, mint tea. Mint tea. The situation. Yeah. Okay, well, so we're going to say investigation is still under into, uh, <laughs> We'll come back to this later. Uh, we'll figure it out, I'm sure. I know everybody's on the edge of their seats hoping to find out what is going on. Yeah, is. I'm very happy. I am. <laughs> All right. So today I want Bruce to talk about... Save us, Henry. <laughs> Are you guys done yet? Are you guys done yet? I've tried to no. say this. All right. Do you need okay. someone to babysit over here, Henry? Are you babysitting now? <laughs> That's a good question. And it's weirdly toggled because I'm going to talk about a guy named Baby Huey today. And now Baby Huey was this gentleman... Born James Raymond, yeah. and uh, and uh, fronted a called Baby Huey and the Babysitters. Oh. That was a psychedelic soul band that evolved through the season, toured all over the United States, and uh, they they basically transitioned from a you know, classic R and B act into uh, what would be considered psychedelic soul band. Now, uh, Baby Huey suffered from a glandular disorder, which made him severely overweight, but he made light of his condition and named himself after a cartoon character that mm-hmm. was named Baby Huey, and it was a big, uh, like, overweight duckling cartoon character uh, in the late 50s or something like that. And uh, basically, his band was super kick-ass and awesome, and uh, a guy named Curtis Mayfield... And a guy named Donnie Hathaway discovered uh, him and his band when they played in New York City, I believe, and wanted to record a record because they had they'd never actually recorded an album. They had recorded singles, but had never actually gone into a studio and recorded an album. They were just that so in demand as a live band. And just I guess it must have been more lucrative for them to just continue touring. Um, so they just did that. And finally, Curtis Mayfield was like, I got to record you guys. You got to come to the studio. Uh, wanted to put it out his record label, which I talked about a couple episodes back when I talked about Curtis Mayfield's and the impressions, uh, Curtis records. So by this point, unfortunately though, uh, baby Huey had developed a heroin addiction. And so now he was like even more grotesquely overweight 
And uh, in the middle of them recording the album, he had a heart attack and died at 26 oh, years old. Jeez. And so the record I'm going to talk about today is the only existing studio album of Baby Huey and the Babysitters. And uh, while it did sell very well when it was released, it's gone to become uh, considered a classic of its time. And uh, I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's, I believe it, it's called The Living Legend, Baby Huey. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's basically the only only record uh, that you can find by them. That's like a full album. And it's just a fantastic record. Uh, there's a couple really, really awesome covers on it. There's a, a couple of really cool instrumentals that were composed by Curtis Mayfield because they had to finish the album after Baby Huey passed away because they only had like six songs that he actually recorded vocals on. Uh, but it's gone on to become extremely influential and among some of the most heavily sampled recordings in hip hop. And the song I'm going to have Steve play for you guys today is a song written by Curtis Mayfield called hard time that I think is, uh, relatively topical to, uh, current days and, uh, go ahead. Yeah. 
Dope. Yeah, man. Eating spam. For us, it was uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, cold chili out of a can, which would rhyme with that. But <laughs> hey, yeah. and it's uh, a great song. Pretty man. cool. Uh, about I think it was about nine years ago. Um, John Legend and the Roots did a record, and uh, they covered that song uh, and that arrangement on that record. And uh, it was another amazing rendition of that song. Off was that their, that uh, uh, Wake Up record? 2011 record. Yeah, Wake Up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, was, that one's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. one rules. I was yeah. going to ask you if if you were if you played that song a ton when we've been on the road or why I know that song. But if, I think I'm pretty sure that's – I know it because of that album, the yeah. John Legend. Yeah. Roots. That's how I knew about this song when I, when okay. I heard this record. I was like – Oh shit! This is like the original record that they're covering. This is the version that they're covering. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really 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 awesome record. Um, and then of course, as with everything I talk about, you can find this song uh, on the Henry's History Lesson playlist on Spotify, and uh, it is in our links below and and all that good stuff. And we will be posting uh, links to this playlist in the comments as well. Yeah. And uh, I encourage everybody who likes what they hear on playlists to go and please check out more music by these great artists and deep. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's new to you, please check it out because it's just, there's, there's no greater joy than uh, discovering some new art and new music from somebody that, that, you know, impresses you and stuff like that. And just, getting that buzz of like, man, I've never heard this before and it's amazing. And I just hope that people out there that hear this playlist are able to kind of get some of that feeling from the music I'm sharing on this playlist. Yeah. Yeah. And it grows every week. So yeah, baby Huey, uh, hard times. Yeah. That was awesome. It's a cool track. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sample too, that with the flutes and shit. Mm -hmm. Horn section. Giant imaging in that tune too, man. Super rad. Like, yeah. Listening to it here on headphones, I'm I'm always just blown away, man. Because it's it's uh, the mixing style is so much different these days, you know. For, right. For most things, um, but it's really cool to hear. Like, and I'm, I just always think about like when I'm when I was a kid and listening to stuff on people's record players, you know, and like around the fam family and stuff and. You know, you'd hear one thing on one side of the room and the other thing on the other side of the room, and it felt like you were in the room with the band, almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was that was cool. To, it was really cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, check out that record uh, if you like that too. Because if if you haven't heard that record, it is that whole record is just unbelievable. Like honestly, it's it's so good and. Um, I heard it a couple of years ago for the first time, and then I was kind of reintroduced by my best buddy Adam. Did actually, he sent me one of the songs off the record. And I was like, "Oh, dude, I know this record," and I listened to the whole record again. And I was like, "Oh my god, this record is amazing!" Like, I totally forgot about this. And uh, that's another thing too is just when you don't hear a record for a long time, and you're sort of reintroduced to to it, and you sort of fall in love with it all over again. Really cool uh, experience. Yeah, as we're all familiar with. Well, and there's also times too that like record, like I know for me, like records that I've loved, like growing up and stuff, I listen back to it and I'm like, what was I even into this? 
You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, some right. stuff stands the test of time, man. And this is definitely one of those right. one of those tunes, man. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. It's clear the backstory too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not cool that he he died while he was making it, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never knew any but like the Curtis Mayfield or any of that other stuff. No, I, I didn't know any yeah. of that either. I, I was like, man, I want to know more about this guy. I never really looked into it. And uh, just another, you know, I mean, there's so many of those stories of these amazing, amazingly talented people um, getting you know, discovered and right when they're on the, the precipice of, of greater success, they just get, you know, pass away because whatever problem or and, and uh, drug problems in the musician community were, I guess, prevalent back then, it, it seems like. And uh, yeah, just another tragic thing. But, uh, but you know, music is forever, I, I, I guess, right? In, in one way or another. His music lives on. We're still jamming out to it. Still jamming. Okay, jamming. I have a maybe controversial topic to talk about. Um, Where you at? And I have to sort of define this more, right? Uh, you'll see where I'm going. What is the greatest guitar solo of all time? Now, I have to put this in a category. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many different categories of guitar solo. So specifically what I'm talking about. Specifically, 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 is is it specific? a short guitar solo <laughs> that is an accompaniment to a song? So, meaning the guitar player takes one chorus, one like you know, eight bars or something that is just like in a song and like is a 20, point of a song. It's like twenty to thirty seconds or something. Yeah, it can't be that uh, yeah. long. You should be able to sing almost every beat of the solo if you really think it's this thing. And then maybe, yeah, I like that. So let's start there. So so when they say this to me, I immediately have to check off pretty much all the solos that routinely make this list. Like like the the stairway to heaven. That's why I feel like it's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're basically knocking those out because we're talking about something where there's a solo break, and it and then we're back into the song. We're talking about like a state stately kind of. Not to say that obviously those guitar solos are legendary and epic, but we're talking about like the tasteful of the tasteful guitar yes. solos. Yeah, like, and I feel like that's it, okay. that almost has more to do with it than say mm-hmm. like, um, I'm. You can pick whatever you want. If you love shreddy stuff, then it could be a shreddy, you know, thing that goes in that space. But what is the best guitar solo that filled out a song? Okay, I got, I got one. I'm going to I'm going to start up here in this corner. Um, I got one too. Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you guys have ever even heard of this band. They're they're a band from New Jersey that I started listening to uh Bon Jovi. Back in no man, um, I started listening to them in college. Like my downstairs dorm, like neighbor buddy, um, showed me this band. They were called Raw. I don't even know if they're still around, man. I, I should look it up. But um, they had some of the like my favorite guitar stylings of solos, and like they were super Brian May, but like they were super like there and it was metal and high vocals and everything supported and they were compositions 
Like all their songs were compositions. And there was two songs that really, uh, it was on their uh, 2002 record from one um, that came out. And it was, uh, there was one called sky and one called on my side. And like these two, like that's where I want every guitar solo to go for any song that I ever write um, is basically based off of that band and those two songs. Yeah. The band called raw. They're really fun. I have to check them out. Like, Never heard of them. Kind of like alternative, Raw. kind of metal-y, kind of very uh, theatrical, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I, they they were one of the bands that made me want to, uh, like, start doing or trying to do, like, you know, pop rock and, and uh, get into, like, singing my style of singing over like kind of a hard rock background and stuff early on. Yeah. I can't that. wait to go listen to raw now. Yeah. Oh, I've played it for no you. Guys all that information. I played it for you guys in the band and you've turned it off <laughs> in the, in the well, band on tour and stuff, but I love it and I'm not going to apologize for it. They're great. I'm so in the back. if anybody from raw is listening, uh, I love your music. Uh, you have a long time, uh, 18 year fan here. <laughs> Sorry, I just look at the comments section. Somebody said fuck pop rock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. But, I got a good one. What do you have in your mind, Warren? Warren? Peg. Ooh. Peg by Silly Dan. I feel like that is right. I mean, <clears throat> it's not as singable as like a, uh, a Guns N' Roses or a Slash solo, you know, but. I just love the story behind it, how they got a bunch of different people to, to try it. They had a bunch, and right. I guess nobody was doing it. Henry, you probably know a little bit more about the story of how it came about, but I, that solo is great. I think we've watched the same video where they're sitting in the studio and they are they still have all the takes like on the tape reel. And you go through all the other ones, you're like, oh, here's Larry Carlton's, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you hear like the one that actually makes it on the record, and you're like, "Yeah, there's no way you could have possibly turned that solo down." It was, uh, I think, a guy it was Jay Graydon did it, and yeah, I mean that that solo is pretty, yeah, that's a pretty unbelievable solo. Like, just and then it and it's it's tasteful, very tasteful, like yeah. fits in that range of like, and then it's back in the song and very like, unique, um, yeah, very like extremely unique guitar solo, absolutely. Bonnie so Andrew, who's next? I'm still thinking. I have a bunch of good ones. Um, two into my mind immediately after Andrew said that, and I don't even know if they meet the criteria or not. Um, the first one that came to my mind was Comfortably Numb, which Michael um, posted twice now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the first one that came into my mind. You're not Comfortably wrong, Numb bro. by Pink yeah. Floyd. <laughs> and then the second one was uh, Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. So I'm trying to think of which solo that is. There's so many memorable Chili Pepper the songs. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two that came into my head. Is, uh, and, right. um, yeah, those are mine. Two from that category. If they even match that criteria, I'm not sure. I think that's a good one because it's pretty short and uh, tasteful. It's a, it's a fair uh, 
I have one, and then I feel like afterwards we should just talk about honorable mentions for like yeah, yeah, thirty yeah. minutes because yeah. there's gonna be so many. Of them. I have nothing but honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, hold on. First, first, though, I have to say, Kid Charlemagne is a hundred percent like mm, yeah. That that is like that was that was the the I felt like I was on a, a, a mystical journey when I when I went through the process of learning that solo. And I remember hearing that song and like, I don't know, the, the, the solo is just like embedded into my brain as far as like what's happening with it. Um, Kid Charlie Moose. And then the other one that I thought of was Whole Lot of Love by Led Zeppelin. Ooh. And that is a sexy, aggressive, like it's done in like. 20 30 seconds and then you're back into the song like grooving yeah. and it that's just, a good like, i didn't even think about that what i love led zeppelin that's a and really the, good answer and yeah. jimmy page's tone on that is just like insane like the like i've never heard a guitar tone like that since yeah i mean that's like unbelievable the one that comes to my head is something by the beatles nice mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like one of the most memorable solos, and they have just the way of like dipping into the B sections that are like so cool because mm-hmm. they can actually like play changes. It's not just necessarily like a blues thing, even though those things are amazing as well. But uh, like, just every idea that that song has is like oozing with charisma and interest mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's super singable on top of that. Yeah. So good, man. Yeah, but that that yeah. song for me is like That's Oh a great my one. god. In uh one of my honorable mentions is uh God, what is that song called? I, I love Beatles guitar solos. I think they're like mm-hmm. a it's like a master class in yeah. Tastefulness yeah. song guitar solos. My my yeah. favorite that they have ever done is uh, "You Never Give Me Your Money." <laughs> sorry, sorry. Michael in the chat said, "Lame, know, but great." He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about Blackbird. Lame, but great. I think because he said Blackbird. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he said, "Don't bring up anything from Jimmy Page." So, <laughs> right. how much was goes in the? No, no, no. Yeah. He said, "I shouldn't have to bring up anything Page from Jimmy and Page." And the Beatles yeah. are out, so yeah, yeah, yeah. who else are we going to talk yeah, about? Yeah. Rage saying? Against the Machine, man. You know what's a? Yeah. You know what's another single solo that I think is? Um, you got "Bold as Love" by Jimi Hendrix. And you also have Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. Both of those solos yeah, yeah. are pretty tasteful. They fit within the structure of the song, and they're memorable and, and singable. And then uh, my favorite Beatles solo is You Never Give Me Your Money, which is just George Harrison at his best, and just like another great singable solo. Yeah. Okay, honorable mention for me. And you're going to love this answer. You're going to hate this answer, but Santa Maria Buck Sublime. Oh, I was going to say it's yeah. so cliche. Play the guitar oh, shit, like a motherfucker. Right? Right? Oh, no, that was just the one that I had guitar for all those Okay, sorry, then you talk about it. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you. I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I just took it. That's what I was saying. That's yeah. a good pick. It's perfect. As much as, I, as much as I, like, never got down with them, like, that solo is like, oh, yeah, that's a very, like, that is, like, yeah. That's this was the first guitar solos I learned yeah. when I first started playing guitar, yeah. and right. I could still sing every note of it today. Oh, yeah. And it just has that same quality of being, like, 
simple but yeah. tough. Right. It's like the perfect amount of tough for a 16 year old kid or something to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super melodic too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a singable solo. Like one of those solos that he like he'd probably go up to play and the whole cl- the crowd would just sing it for you. you yeah, know, exactly. You anything. <laughs> I feel like all those chili pepper songs are like that too. Yeah. 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 And you know, barring a, a lot of the classics, I think Slash, you know, like the sweet child of mine gun solo, a uh, gun gun solo, guitar solo. Who, who doesn't not know how to sing yeah. that one? And right. you may not be a, a Guns N' Roses fan or something, but like everybody knows that guitar solo. Like even right. people who don't even really know instrumentation mm. could probably be like, "Oh, I could sing you that solo right now." And it's fun because I, I think I've had this conversation with Henry. It's like, do you think like in the room you like you hear that and you're like, "Wow, like that was like, like that was it." Like, does it yeah. give you the chills of like? that memorableness when you're doing it or is it right. like slash is just like oh yeah that was just the one that i laid down at the time you know it just sounded that good yeah yeah okay another when, honorable mention yeah. this is another guy who's like this fade to black by kirk hammett oh, on that shit. kirk hammett's also a guy who falls into this category who like murders this stuff yeah yeah well, and and he's great too because he has all that the the early stuff. He's just like shredding, like just doing like that crazy. Like he has like eight guitar solos in one song at the beginning, yeah. but then he gets to Black Album and it's like writing all these great melodic, like written guitar solos. Mm-hmm. And another guy that I thought that I have to mention that you bring that up is Tom Petty, Mike Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Oh my like, god, like, yeah. like American Girl or American Girl Refugee. Refugee, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Amazing guitar solo. And then of course running down a dream. Run down down oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just goes off. And then I just remembered this one was uh Leslie West Mountain, Mississippi Queen. That's another great Ooh. like melodic yeah. guitar solo. It's just bluesy, not like not a lot of notes going on, but just all just like aggression and just just kicking ass, like great solo. Yeah. Honorable mention and not trying to blow smoke at all, but Henry, your guitar solo on gold. Who didn't grow up in the two thousands. And then I'm going to mention our shit. Well, okay. no, but I'm going to, I'm going to specifically pick out that, that solo because I, I just love what you did there, man. Thank you. If you've heard it, if you haven't that. heard it, Agreed. I don't give a shit. Like that makes me so happy and feel so many things every time. And it was just a great solo <laughs> that I love to just fucking sing along to. So that's pretty that's cool. Good job. Gold. And I'm uh, I'm in the band with you. So like, <laughs> like for me, no, that's I, cool. I, not for I me to actually that. love it because I I love it. Those songs we have to put your hand up like this when you do the. I'm like, just like I'm just so stoked <laughs> to be fucking like, on stage playing fucking quarter notes behind you. you know? like, that's great. I'm just like. Yeah, let you do your thing, man. It's great. I love listening to it. That's one of my favorite parts of playing that song. So thank you for that. Thank no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and Robert's back. Robert, there he is. Honorable mention. Uh, He's back. What's your honorable mention for a guitar solo? Did he even give a guitar solo? No, I think he left beforehand. I think we're trying to figure his life out right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> he must at have least lost. Something. Welcome back. Well, and yeah, and there's the free word, and we, we've also had a lot of comments both on Instagram and oh, Facebook about Layla. 
And uh, yes, Layla is amazing. Like, yeah, the B section of Layla too is yeah. like pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. A whole separate song. Right, right. And there's a ton of sing that whole thing. There's a ton in the Skinner stuff too, man. That's just like insane. Yeah. Tuesday's gone. Yeah, yeah, gone. Dude. <laughs> it's like yeah. a more of a part though. I don't think about that as a guitar solo. Like that yeah, yeah, is the intro, yeah, yeah. even right. though it sort of is. But it's, and there is a solo break on it, but it's but it's more just kind of like a it's a, an extension of the part in it. Yeah, yeah, it's like an uh, uh, what do you call it? like uh, not an exaggeration, but something like where it's the part yeah. and then he just plays in between it, right? And he just kind of uh, oh man, I can't think of the word uh, elaborates elaborates on the initial idea of that. <laughs> Yeah. And the solo just kind of takes that idea to the next level. Skinner's really good with that stuff in their like classic studio repertoire. Like like there's so many songs like that in their their original records that are just like great. Like the 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 solo doesn't overstay its welcome. It just does its thing and it takes the song to another level and yeah. doesn't take too much time to get the message across. All right. I thought of another honorable mention. Beat It by Michael Jackson. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I know how you yeah. love your Van Halen, Henry. I do, I do. Um, my my, my uh, response to that is Mean Street by Van Halen, Ooh. which you should check out. Uh, it is off their 81 record, Fair Warning, and uh, another, you know, Eddie Van Halen. Doing his thing, Robert keeps popping in and out. <laughs> he'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll get back in here. I'm I'm trying to think of like the simplest guitar solo ever to try to throw out as one of the best. Oh, Prince! There we go. Let's mm-hmm. go crazy by Prince. Purple Rain by Prince. Oh yeah, Purple Rain. That solo is just like unbelievable over time. Or this is the one that I see people pointing out the most is that that video of him playing with like Tom Petty and uh, Jeff Lynn and all those guys at the Rock Hall of Fame to celebrate George Harrison, and they do the while my guitar gently weeps and he just like comes out of nowhere yeah. and does that like crazy, insane, just does the Prince thing. That's also another honorable mention is Eric Clapton's solo on "While My Guitar Gently right. Weaves." Yeah, yep. the original one is is fantastic as well. Um, yeah. what I, while we're talking about that stuff too, I just thought of uh, the licks in "All Along the Watchtower" by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. sure. Great, very singable. Like, hello, hey, buddy, welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> hey, you're back. <laughs> also, uh, Eagles. Oh. Sorry, Eagles, I just have yeah, to throw a true. shout out to the fucking oh. Eagles. Cause, I got uh, more contemporary. A lot one. of that shit's just amazing, dude. I mean, just honorable mention in uh, just Hotel California, man. Like, right, right. Oh, yeah. Getting, getting all that up. Like, granted, that's like very much, you know, written. Yeah, written. that's where we're getting into like Freebird and Hotel yeah, California. Yeah. Those are like in their own category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it goes without saying, like, those are some of the best. Like guitar, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think you can only you have to put a box around it to like to even have a conversation because there's no like one greatest guitar solo ever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How how about 
How about Midnight in Harlem, Derek Trucks on the Tedeschi Trucks? Ooh. I mean, that's that's like, now we're talking like. Tasty. This, <clears throat> this is just getting into the, the master class territory of all. This is like, because there's like, there's like probably a hundred YouTube videos that I've seen of him playing that solo and everyone is different and every single one is just like insane, like incredible. Cause he just takes the whole song from like the lowest possible dynamic point to the highest possible dynamic point over the course of like, you know, three minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I'm going to make another weird mention. But this isn't that weird because this band is kind of like much bigger in Europe and their headlining festival is still there. But in America, they're just not as big. They had their one big hit. But the darkness is, I believe, in a thing called oh, Love. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. very great guitar solo. Oh, yeah. Yes, I agree. It's very it singable. It's like its own. Doesn't it have two? I think it has uh, three. Uh, three. It has three. There's I wonder one if there's four lives. There's one after yeah. the second. There's course. like there's like a bunch that are super memorable in that one song. And then the last. Specifically talking about the one after he says guitar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guitar. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get to see it live in September. Right. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. Um, someone keeps talking about David Gilmore. Mm. I feel like Pink Floyd is its own. Is almost in that like right. long form solo type stuff, but it is super amazing. Perfect. Um, so good. Dogs, I love watching videos of Pink Floyd playing. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if there's any modern video of Pink Floyd playing, you could tell that like him and Roger Waters like hate each other. And there's almost <laughs> like hate energy on stage, and they're just destroying because like both of them want to outdo the other one. And it is so much fun to watch. Like if you watch a, a like a reunion show from the two thousands. This is my favorite, you know? It's like, they're just like bitter old men with something to prove. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love all that, all that stuff. Uh, like, man, the, the whole Animals record. I mean, there's a great solo on every single one of those songs. And each one of those songs is, is, is a pretty long tune, but like dogs and, and pigs both of those are just incredible david gilmore solos and then of course like there's dark side and you have like time and stuff like that i mean those are also just the tone and the vibrato and sure. i mean you can talk about all those guitar playing keywords there with him and it's just just mark every box and very 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 melodic very vocal and singable kind of stuff and then, like, I didn't know this. Fucking... I was looking at stuff the other day, and uh, I didn't know they had a different logo for uh, David Gilmore's uh, like version of Dark Side of the Moon. And it's like a, instead of uh, the prism in the middle, it's like a Stratocaster with like the bar and rainbow going. Through it. <laughs> I was like, oh, like like total sense. I was like, what is this? And they're like, you know, David Gilmore's pink. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Boys are back in town. Then Lizzie. Uh, I guess that's still the same like free word style stuff. It's like written. But. That's more of a. That's more of a. That's, a that's part. certainly more of a part because it's yeah. because it's like guitar harmonies building on top of one another. Um, that's a great solo that Thin Lizzie did was uh, 
What am I trying to think of? I mean, Jailbreak is great, mm-hmm. and then you have um, off that same record, Cowboy Song. Cowboy Song has a has a phenomenal guitar solo. Yeah, I don't like Bohemian Rhapsody right. and stuff too. Was, right now, out the window. hopefully, everybody knows that one. Without great. talking too much crap, what is your <laughs> least favorite guitar solo in a song? Which I don't even know. I've ever thought about that much. What? And uh. It's not to call a guitar player bad. It can have to do a lot with the 80s or early 90s of hair metal and nonsense that would happen there. Right. <laughs> or just overplaying or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you can take Steve's approach and talk about a solo that no one's ever heard of. If, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to post one. just to – I don't even know if these guys are still <laughs> I have one. but I'm sure they're still on Spotify. I have one, so too. I you, definitely you can have go one. check out the songs I'm talking about in the description um, here, I'm gonna find them on Spotify I mean, like, here real quick. I, I respect that you're, you know, yeah. speak your truth, Steve. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can find it out for yourself. I'm gonna post a link to the song. You guys talk about this. Go for it. The first thing that came to my head when you said worst guitar solo ever, well, not ever, but just one that I don't enjoy would be <clears throat> a band who I am not super into, but I'm sure they're great people and I people love them. So. This is not to dog on anyone who's playing music for a living and enjoying what they do. Um, But there's a Dirty Projector song. Anyone know who that is? I do. Yeah. It's like an indie rock band. And uh, they have a solo that like is like delayed, but it's not delayed with the time of the song, which I think is their cool aspect, like weird animal collective type stuff. And it just rubs me the wrong way, and I can't listen to it, and it bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> there. And I haven't listened to that song in forever because it bugs the shit out of me, so I don't even know what song it is, but I could find it um, if anyone really cared enough to want to go find it. Sure. But... I'd be interested okay. in hearing that. It I'll find it. Um, I have to bring this one up because we we have a bit of a personal connection. Uh, Whoa. Having having played, uh, we played we played the Blues Cruise with Bernie Marsden, and I thought the version that he did of "Here I Go Again," especially his solo, was way better than the most popular recording. Uh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure where you were yeah, going yeah. with this. I was like, I want to keep you. Don't talk shit about because, your, you no, know, the no, nicest no, no, guy no, in the world, no, Bernie Marsden. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I'm singing his praises because, and I've heard the version that White Snake did with Bernie Marsden, which for some reason is not as popular as the hair metal version. And I was like, dude, why didn't they? What, like, this is way better. Like, what the heck? This yeah. Is, this is way better. And I go back to the original one, and, and it just, the, the solo just sounds just disjointed and weird. And it's got all these weird harmonic pinches in it, and it has like mindless shredding in it. And, it it just doesn't the the tone is just you know it's it's like some of the like overly done like it is it is like overly polished like the 80s thing and just nothing but like distortion it just sounds like to me kind of kind of spastic sounding just sounds like an 80s cocaine guitar solo (laughs) which is kind of what it was right you know but then I heard the version that Bernie Marsden did, and I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, like this is, this is great. This is what this is all about. Like, this makes sense and is tasteful and imaginative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I right. what you're saying. Uh, I think I may have one. 
Robert, you might like this. Uh, oh shoot, I don't remember the name of the song. I gotta, I gotta think of the song in my head for a second for for it to jog like what solo it is. Let let me sit on this one for a second, but I think uh, what, Robert. What do you have for this one, Andrew? I'd really be interested. I in... actually had to like look something up, but I really agree <laughs> with this because I would have never thought about it. But it really is the worst guitar solo of all time on a popular song. It's a Fight for Your Right to Party by the BC Boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's a solo that sounds like someone got taught a pentatonic scale like the day before and then had to record it in the studio. And they just played the worst solo in the world. And then the producer was like, yeah, really shake that last note. Because, <laughs> like, I, I, I can sing it. It's kind of memorable. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know? It's like the worst. It's so, there's just nothing to it. And I don't feel bad because I think, like, the Beastie Boys are much more talented at singing than they were playing a, a guitar in their era. Well, that was, uh, that was Kerry King, I think, from Slayer that did that song, I'm pretty sure. Really? I think so. I don't okay, know. I, I, would, I, I would look that up. That would be um, hilarious knowing how much Kerry King can shred and then yeah. he played like that yeah, garbage on there. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> what, like Rick Rubin was in there going like, no, it needs to be simpler. It needs to be simpler. And then he was yeah, just like, okay, <laughs> like, let me play the garbage worst thing in the world. He's I like, know he played on that. I know he played with the BC Boys. I know that for a fact. Like, he definitely did something for the BC Boys. And it, it, I think it was Kerry King. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's so disappointing. Alright, I got mine. What's yours? Alright. Love Song by 311. <laughs> I support that as being the worst solo ever. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not like mm. horrible, but it's just like it's very, very simplistic, and it's just like, and you know, I know Robert doesn't like Three Eleven, but I actually do like Three Eleven. But I still think the solo is just that. <laughs> I sang really bad, but you get the idea. Go listen to it. I'll have to check that out again. I just sent you guys that oh, reject your song to listen to later. Yeah, you have to like think of the song a little bit in your head. Oh, <laughs> this is a good one. I'm looking at more of them, but the solo, uh, and this is classic because reggae solos, like in this certain era, are like. All incredibly bad. They have this like horrible chorus tone on. It's like someone bought like a Dan Electro chorus and put it on everything, right? Um, but this song, do you guys remember that song uh, "Rude" by that band Magic? That was like a giant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to be so. It has rude. the worst guitar solo in it because it was trying to copy those awful guitar solos from the reggae era. Oh my god! It has the worst tone. It is the worst <laughs> solo and like the biggest song that year. But what about the what about the solo they had on uh, Sunday Funday the the second hit from that band? They had another hit. Oh yeah, it's called Sunday Funday. Go check band? it out. What band is this? The Magic. Magic. The same band that yeah. does Rude. You got to be so rude. I think they came to Swing House when I was interning there like years ago. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Sunday Sunday Funday. I think they have a good drummer. I'm gonna marry her anyway. Marry that. Bro. We all know the song. We all can all sing that whole song. Yeah. 
It's funny because I can't think of the solo. I can think of the whole entire song, and when this is over, I'm going to have to pull it up to, to remember. I can definitely it. hear it in my head, and I, Andrew's probably spot on at that. Okay. That might be the worst solo ever. I have, I have to bring this up while we're talking about this topic because I know how great of a songwriter this guy is, and I know how many great studio solos he's done. But Robbie Robertson, specifically during the recording of The Last Waltz, some of those solos are just like, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Like, some of those are just like, what? Yeah. Like, what? And you can see I don't think I've ever noticed it until you pointed oh it out. And you thought about listened. it now, though, right? Like, uh, yeah, I think you brought that <laughs> up when we were in Europe one time. Because some of the stuff he did on those solo, like, like they have a really, really unique vibe, and and even on some of the live recordings, they're great. But like for whatever reason, on the last waltz, he was just coked out or something, and like a lot of those solos were just like, what? <laughs> Is this the same guy? Like this is insane. Like what? There's a there's a guitar solo, and I am a huge fan of this guy by John Greenwood of Radiohead. Oh, Johnny Greenwood. A song called uh, Weird Fish. Uh, no, shoot. Uh, it starts with a G. Anyway, it's just a solo, and he's just making noise the whole entire time. It's yeah. a Radiohead song? Um, it's a Radiohead song. I'd have to look it up. It's off a of Hail to the Thief. It starts oh, with a G. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool, actually, because he put, uh, it's called Go to Sleep. The Go song to is sleep. called Go to Sleep. And at the very end of the song, you can tell he's just pushing knobs and get weird sounds out of his guitar. Oh, so dude, it's not I really a solo. Song. But I then you can see, song. like, live footage, and he goes, like, the extra mile, and it, like, just just this yeah. cacophony of noises and no, I know stuff. What you're talking about now. And yeah. it's almost yeah. like the worse it is and the more out of tune and glitchy, the better. It's almost like pre-dubstep. It's, like, counterintuitive. It's, yeah. like, very, like, yeah, he's he's such an, like, like, art guitar player. Like, it's just all, like, super artsy, like, everything he does is, like, yeah. There's a time where he just started playing a radio instead of a guitar. Like he didn't play guitar anymore because he didn't think it was cool. He just played this like radio and he would just get static and run it through a bunch of pedals. (laughs) You're talking about? Yeah, that's 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 like exactly probably what he was doing. Yeah, go to sleep. That's a great song. It's on that that outro part, right? Where yeah, it's just kind of it's all boom 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 boom. Yeah, the dubstep noises. Yeah, yeah. Specifically live too, it gets insane. Right. I'll just check that out again. But I know I remember exactly what section you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because I've listened to that album a hundred times. Like (laughs) it's so good. That's probably one of my favorite songs off that record and by that band too. It's a very good song. Yeah. Especially for that record, not to get too deep in the Radiohead thing, but it's like it actually has like acoustic, you know, vibe to it, and it's on "Hail to the Thief," which, yeah, yeah. other than that, is mostly kind of electronic. So, right. I mean, Johnny. Well, we're ta- we're talking about Johnny Greenwood, so I mean, Paranoid Android. Come on, I mean, that is yeah. like oh. that is an unconventional but legendary guitar solo. Like, yes, completely unconventional, but it just we 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 talk a lot about when we're writing these songs about grabbing uh, the listener's attention. And man, that is like just textbook thing right there of somebody just coming out of nowhere with a guitar and like doing the weirdest possible intro and just getting your attention and then still playing like 
abstract but melodic shit and just like kind of blowing my mind every time I check it out. Like yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. Has anyone talked about all the solos that Tom Morello does during right. all this thing? Yeah. I feel like Tom Morello is like very hit or miss. Some of them are amazing and like really fit. And then some of them on in the audio slave days are like, are you just rehashing like old rage yeah. stuff and right. using the exact same trick again? Yeah. And then, you know, like, like a stone is like, you know, pretty yeah. legendary solo. Right. But I feel like there's just other album tracks on there that it's like, eh, you, you did this already. But he doesn't do that a lot. Like, usually yeah. every solo is its own thing. And a lot of those rage solos are, you know, definitely, you know, like their own, like right. stand on their own as yeah. being super memorable yeah. and super creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have to give this some credence because somebody's asking about Tool, and I just want to say that I do actually really love the Lateralis album personally, and I love Adam Jones's solos on that record. Um, they definitely fit more in the long form prog rock category of things, but. I, I listened to that album when I was learning how to kind of play lead guitar and I just thought it was a phenomenal sort of composition of, of solos and stuff like that. And Adam Jones's tone is just like unbelievable. Tool's like its own thing. Yeah, it is. I absolutely. saw Tool like a few years ago and the whole time I'm just like, what is going on? Like how did this band get so popular? There's like, right. you know, 40,000 people there or something right. like that. Like playing weird polyrhythmic, like right. It's it's like crazy. Of, it's crazy. <laughs> like you know, I'm like, how did you guys get so popular? Like, what about yeah. this? Is like, <laughs> like it, it just blows my mind. Right. But uh, you know, it was cool to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. But I but I wonder the same thing. I'm like, how does a band that plays this stuff and and it's just so abstract and like music nerdy that like how do you even get popular doing this stuff yeah it's crazy diehard fan i feel like people who are into tool yeah are diehard tool you never say something like i kind of like it's like you're full force also uh another honorable mention uh creed i love their guitar solos man creed can you take me higher (laughs) like come on like it's so good yeah uh, yeah, this is yeah, an honorable Steve, mention. Totally. I don't know. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> so it's a different side of the spectrum. The guy but... who played some of that stuff? One of the yeah, E-Rock uh, yeah. used to be in Jeremiah Red for a little bit. And then he now... Uh, he Then he started playing for um, Tremonti. Mm. And then uh, started playing with Creed for a little bit. I think he still plays for Tremonti. I know there's some sort of crazy connection there. So... <clears throat> You talk about diehard fans, man. Like, Creed's got them. I think Tool's got them. You know? Uh, what was I going to say? Or someone's their, asking about Queens. Yeah. I think oh, no Queens one knows is like a pretty <laughs> memorable solo that like oh. everyone can sing from the beginning. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think Josh has a couple of those. And they're, they're kind of like sprinkled throughout that catalog. But I love, I'm a huge Queens of the Stone Age fan. Uh, so. I always say, yeah, anything Josh did is awesome. But yeah, no one knows is great. That whole that red album, uh, uh, I can't, I can't. Lullabies, to Paradise. Yeah, Lullabies is so good, man. Another great tone. Uh, 
a band that just like can play four bars of a song and just off the tones, you can be like, Oh, that's probably Queens of the Stage right there, which is a cool thing. And, uh, and for anybody who's a guitar playing nerd, they actually have a video YouTube video of how they did all of those tracks. And, uh, they talk about how for all of those guitar tones at every step of the signal process, they boosted as much mids as they possibly could. And, <laughs> really? and that gave wow. it, he's like, we would do it at the guitar on the amp at the console. And they gave it that super, I don't know. And then they have a bunch of other obscure ways to record, but yeah. Um, I, I, I remember reading an article about that record and like Josh was just like, we're going to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So if you're using tube amps, we're going to go out and buy a bunch of shitty solid state amps. <laughs> and if everyone's like, you know, trying to do this thing, like if everyone really wants that nice top end and the bottom end, like we're just going to fucking turn those all the way down and turn up the mids, you know? Yeah. And we're, we're not going to just do that. We're going to crank it on like you're saying the console and stuff like that. So they tried to create a sound for themselves by doing yeah. everything wrong. Or, I mean, they're not super known for their drum sounds, but they, they recorded the drums separately from the cymbals, and I guess they still continue to do it that way, is you track core drums, snare, toms, kick, and you go back and you do cymbals later. I meant to ask you about this. We might as well talk about it on the podcast. Is John Theodore still playing drums for them? Because I saw a video that got posted recently of them playing what I thought was new record stuff. I don't, I don't know that, but uh, it looked like it was uh, what's the old drummer's name? Jose Castillo. Yeah. No, as far as I know, yeah, he's still the drummer. It could have been old footage that you saw or something different, but yeah, um, Joey Castillo plays for like the Bronx, some other. Uh, oh yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. Um, I think that's John. I think John is still at that gig, but shout out. That's one of my favorite drummers, so yeah, John Theodore. <laughs> we never talked about Mars Volta solos. Ooh. Oh, there's some toss up for some of the shittiest solos yeah, ever. That is true. <laughs> like, the it's, Widow is probably one of the greatest solos of all time, but like, I don't know. Any other? You could probably <laughs> be on that same up. record and it's still and be like, what is this? Like, this like it's just like all it's again going yeah. into that territory of like this is just like all art like they're like it's just like the artiest yeah. art like this guitar solo is just art like like yeah I whatever. could I could never get into him man like I'm 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 a big uh, fan of just tossing my my phone or back in the day my iPod like on shuffle and stuff and just you know letting it play and then skipping to the next song if I didn't like what I heard. And I think I I probably did that with every Mars Volta song. Like I could, just could not get into them at all, man. It's so good. That yeah, first yeah. record is so good because yeah. it's uh, John Theodore and Flea playing bass, and yeah. then like John Frusciante uh, plays on a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, and, yeah. It's almost like the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. and John Theodore playing drums. Yeah. And Super how can you go wrong with this? I'm not sure to the driving. At least you tried, Steve. Yeah, I work on it. I try to keep my attention on the road when I'm driving, you know, so anything to distract from that, which is anything nonsensical, but sometimes I get into, like, weird shit, but not normally. All right, I think we've talked about a lot of guitar players at length. Yeah. I feel like we talked about the subject pretty heavily, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the best melodic and worst melodic guitar solo, so... 
Go listen to the Beastie Boys fight for your right to party. One more, one more honorable mention. Moon Age Daydream, David Bowie, Mick Ronson. Nice. There's so many good yeah, yeah. Bowie solos. <laughs> like, uh, Young American, yeah. like, oh, that's not even, it's a saxophone, but, like, right. that's such, such a good, like, right. line and those sorts of things. And then, uh, uh, like, Life on Mars. So, right. so on Life on Mars is one of the yeah. greatest guitar solos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. That's the that's like very Brian May the way they do those changes yeah. like when he was doing that solo yeah. so that's that one's like on its whole yeah. yep. other league and Mick Ronson is a super unique guitar player I think he's like very like like not noty whatsoever like just very like extremely tasteful and all melody and stuff like that yeah I thought oh, those Bowie solos are great we could talk about this forever yeah. <laughs> it'll never go <laughs> all right we'll save we'll save like more we'll we'll keep them like topic right right yeah specifics so people don't yeah. get all butthurt when it's like you know that's not my favorite guitar song <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let us know what you guys think if you yeah, listen yeah. to this and... go go sign up for our email list and uh and email us back i want to talk about at some <laughs> point like what the best and worst shreddy guitar solos are okay Oh yeah! Let's do that anytime. Oh yeah! I gotta get prepared. Yeah, let's let's do that next week, man. That'll be good. We can all research shredding guitar solos and stuff. I feel like we can say this about any instrument, though. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we can move on to other instruments. Well, we could we could just do. uh, How about we just do shreddy solos next week? Or what about flute solos? Flute solos. I want to talk about hurdy gurdy solos, dude. Oh, little Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. Yeah. Um, That'll be great. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really not Just prepared. Belinda <laughs> versus Jethro Tull. How good All is right. a flute solo yeah. from a scale of Ron Burgundy to Jethro Tull? That's like a 10 to a 10. But it's a different kind of 10. Yeah. I'm not even All mad. Right. I'm just impressed. You ate the whole time wheel of cheese. Mosey yeah. on out of here. Yeah. I agree. Right. I agree, too. <laughs> What do we have? Uh, what do we have coming up, y'all? We have a um, podcast next Monday. Podcast <laughs> next Monday, or we're shipping out our vinyl this week. Yeah. This week, this week. I'm waiting for their vinyl. Yeah, this week, which is super cool. They're going to be shipped out. So, if you've been waiting, thank you for your patience. That's thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank you for being the patient. Is still out. We're working on some more stuff for it. We're working on some more live streams, but uh, you know. With COVID and stuff, it's kind of hard to do stuff. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. If you're here and you like our music and stuff like that, tell your friends about it. I feel like, you know, direct, you know, uh, people get stuff in music with each other. Tell people about the podcast. Tell people about what's going on. It would really mean a lot to us. Yeah. Absolutely. And sign up for that email list. We're yeah. starting to push that a lot more, too. and. Just interact with us. We like hearing from you on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. Say hello. Jump, yes. jump in the conversation, man, and let us know what, what you want to hear from us or what you want to hear more from us. And be good to each other and get wrecked. Yeah. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cheers to you. Yeah. See you all soon. Later, later. Love you. Love you.